Hey, what's going on? This is JJ from George's Box Podcast, and you're listening to On the Board Sports. You can put it on the board. Yes. And welcome back to another edition of the On the Board Sports Podcast. I am your host, William Trucci, aka Will C, coming to you from Long Island, New York. Yes, it's quarantine season still, but hey, listen, we got to make the best of a bad situation right now, but I hope everybody's doing all right, and listen, the bottom line here is one day at a time, let's all make it through together, and let's just do whatever it is that we got to do in order to survive, but I'm joined by a very special guest. Joining me is a former NHL defenseman and Olympic gold medalist winner, and Basically, he's known for being a hard-hitting defenseman. I'm talking with the one and only Darius Kasparides. Darius, thank you for coming on. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Can't, I can't complain. Awesome. Awesome, Darius. So, uh, during this whole quarantine time right now, how are you, how are you managing the make-out right now? Well, I'm doing great. You know, I, have, uh, I live in Florida, uh, near Miami. So, uh, you know, I live near water, near ocean. Uh, so, uh, no complaints. We have beautiful weather. We have things to do outdoors all the time. You know, uh, I don't know if you know, I have six kids. So, uh, they're keeping me busy. But, you know, I have everything uh, for the kids to play. You know, basketball court, pool. So, uh, it's, it's, it's the best place, you know, to have a quarantine is in uh, Florida. Because, you know, we're always outdoors. And uh, we always... Uh, you know, uh, playing and doing a lot of things. Absolutely. Six kids. You could start up your own NHL team right there if you wanted to. Yeah, it'd be good. You know, would they help me financially. <laughs> awesome, man. Hey, as far as yourself, though, where did the love for hockey begin for you, number one? And number two, how did it all manifest for you? Well, I think uh, I fell in love because, you know, of the hockey equipment. I saw uh, boys in my neighborhood, uh, you know, older boys that joined hockey, uh, hockey groups in Lithuania. They used to wear hockey equipment and they walked to the ring because I grew up in a small town. So I, I always felt, you know, envious to see people, you know, wearing the hockey equipment. And, uh, and, then, and then when the coach came to uh, my school and asked who wants to play hockey, you know, I was one of the first kids to say I want to I join. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's how uh, I started. And uh, I don't know, uh, I, I, I was eight years old. And uh, I remember first time ever skating on the ice. I had no issues, you know, skating right away. I had some kind of talent because, you know, I, I, I was like shocked. I, I was shocked actually that I skated so good when I, right from the beginning, you know. So, uh, you know, that's, that's how it started, you know. And then slowly, you know, when you start playing, you know, I think my competitiveness, uh, you know, I, I guess I was a very competitive kid, so um, I realized, you know, I, want, I always wanted to be the best. And uh, slowly, you know, you have small goals, and then, you know, want to be the best on your team. Then you want to be the best, uh, you know, on the next team, and then you want to make to the next level. So, you know, that's how I end up slowly moving from Lithuania to Russia, from Russia to Lincoln. That's awesome. And, you know, like I alluded to before, you won a gold medal in the 1992 Winter Olympics. Can you... Uh, just go through that moment as far as just winning winning a gold medal. That That's awesome to win a gold medal. 
Yeah, you know, that was one of the best memories in my, uh, you know, hockey career. You know, I thought, you know, that I was still young. I was 19. So I thought, you know, there going to be a lot of winnings in my, in, in, in my life, which, you know, uh, I had some. But, you know, winning a goal that, you know, it, my dream came true. I never, I could never imagine, you know, uh, 11 years before that I, I'm going to play in the Olympics, you know, I become Olympic champion. So first of all, you know, I was happy to make the team, then I was happy to go to the Olympics. But then, you know, when you win the Olympic gold medal, you know, that's, you know, you cherish that for the rest of your life. So uh, I feel like, you know, it's not like I got lucky, but, you know, I have something to brag on now for the rest of my life. What was, as far as a, a challenge goes during your journey, you know, you get, you're drafted top five overall, you win a gold medal and you get, you know, you get drafted by the Islanders. And the Islanders, your first year, they make it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. And one one memory that everybody has of you is you basically, you, you got cross-checked from behind by Mario Lemieux. And then the whole, everybody just, you know, you hit Mario back and you get Mario back again in, in a matter of seconds. Uh, you know, what was, what was that like in that, in that it's just going out there and playing in your rookie year, going up against one of the top – NHL players in the playoffs at that time? Well, you know, I think growing up in the Soviet Union, I think we had different uh, idols in hockey. So I really watched an NHL game. So I didn't really, like, I knew that Mario was one of the best players. You know, we, we, we all knew about Lemieux, Gretzky, you know, Messi when I was playing in Russia. But same time, you know, I came to the United States. I didn't really care about who I play against. You know, I just play, I realized I can play hard. And uh, I realized the people, uh, admire my style you know so I, I feed off of the energy of the crowd especially playing a national goal team and um, you know I, I, I now when I look back look at the video you know I think you know Mario got the penalty right away I, I don't think I was that upset but you know you just act on emotions and uh, you fall through with the first instinct uh, so uh, it was cool you know uh, to see the crowd going crazy and uh, you know it was cool that people kind of gave us no chance beating, you know, Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, we won in the game seven, you know, with David Wall, David, uh, David Wallach's goal. So, um, I, I, you know, that was my first year. So, I thought, you know, it's going to be like that every year. You know, we're going to win. We're going to go to – because I'm used to winning playing in Russia. So, I thought, you know, you know it's going to be like that in the NHL. But, unfortunately, you know, it's very hard to go, you know, that high up in playoffs, you know. And I realized that – after my you know next 14 seasons that you know it was just uh it's a hard thing to do uh, to win a cup yes it's one of the more tougher formats in in all professional sports to go out there and play in the stanley cup playoffs um and as far as your 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 playing career goes after after you played from the islanders you got traded over to pittsburgh with like you played with the aforementioned mario lemieux uh, what was that like playing over in Pittsburgh during that time? Well, first of all, you know, I was very shocked that I got traded. I thought I was going to be Islander for the rest of my life uh, as, a, as a player, you know, and uh, I was really upset. I was basically crying. You know, I remember a phone call from Mike Milbury around nine o'clock at night. I was packing for the West Coast trip. I think we we're flying to Los Angeles. And he called me, he told me he traded me to Pittsburgh. And I was like, Are you joking? Because I realized, you know, I knew how much they hated me in Pittsburgh. And uh, I knew that, you know, how, how are you, like, how are you going to go there and look at, mm -hmm. you know, be with those guys in the same locker room? Because I've been, uh, you know, chasing them, abusing them for the past two years and or three years, you know, as an Islander. Uh, 
but when I got there, you know, it was awesome. You know, going from Islanders that were struggling and, uh, and uh, you know, with a fisherman logo and all this chaos with the fake, with the fake owner and everything, you know, uh, yeah. going to uh, Pittsburgh, which was financially not a very stable team, but, you know, the, the star, cal- star caliber of that team was uh, unbelievable, you know. So joining that team and seeing the guys, seeing, seeing the talent and how they play and how they prepare for the games and how, they, how relaxed they are, how, may, how they make hockey, you know, fun, you know, I, I was shocked. You know, we, I, I made friends. I, I made, you know, all the guys became all my friends and uh, it was easy for me to play there, you know. I remember coming from Pittsburgh, from New York, I was minus, I think, seven or minus, whatever, so minus 11. And at one point playing with Lemieux, Jagger and Francis, and uh, Kevin Hatcher was my partner. Uh, I was like plus fifty. <laughs> right. So uh, I remember, uh, you know, game in uh, San Jose, and uh, I, I guess against the Ducks and Sharks, I was plus ten in two games. It was it was insane. You know, those guys were so talented. You know, uh, all, all you have to do is just give a puck to them. So it was a good experience. Pittsburgh, you know, uh, you know, Pittsburgh made me feel uh, very special. You know, because the the, the, the Pittsburgh fans. You know, uh, it's like Islander fans. They're very blue color, and uh, you know, they uh, they appreciate the style that I play. They were ranked number one. I don't know if you saw that report or not. Pittsburgh Penguins fans were ranked number one as far as hockey fans go, by by Forbes in fan rankings or whatever whatever it was in in their uh, in their article. So I guess you know during during this quarantine period right now, they really have nothing to really write about except just looking at. Uh, Fandom experiences. Uh, but Darius, you know, you played at the Igloo, you played at Nassau Coliseum, you played at Madison Square Garden, you even played at the Pepsi Center for a little bit in Colorado. What, out of all the buildings that you played in in your NHL career, which building would be your favorite? Well, you know, every building, uh, you know, Nassau Coliseum was my first building. You know, it felt, you know, like that was my, you know, first home. But, you know, playing in Madison Square Garden, you know, even when I was playing for the Islanders or uh, Pittsburgh, you know, going there and, uh, you know, feeling that, you know, the all celebrity status when you walk into the garden, you know, and uh, just seeing all these pictures, all the, uh, you know, famous, uh, you know, artists that, uh, you know, play in Madison Square Garden. You know, it's a special place to play. And when I play for the Rangers, you know, going there almost every day and, 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 and you know, and walking up, up the ramp, I always remember walking up to the ramp, getting ready for the game. It was just, you know, one of the, you know, great experience in my career because, you know, Garden, you know, I know the Islander fans are going to hate it, but, you know, that's, a, you know, one of the world, world most famous arena. So, um, you know, that's one of the probably, you know, even watching Last Dance with Michael Jordan, you know, he had a special, every time you go play in the Garden, he had a special, you know, he prepared differently, you know, because he want to prove to New York fans that, you know, where 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 the mecca is, you know, <laughs> like basketball mecca. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a good you know any stadium I play, it's 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 a it's a good place to play. You know, uh, Coliseum, uh, you know, uh, you're always gonna be a memories uh, because I you know I started there, but you know playing in Igloo and watching Jean Claude Van Damme movie, <laughs> you know, because it was you know happening there. It's a cool place too, you know. It was, uh, now, if you go there, you probably be like, "Oh my God, how how we even uh, you know play there?" Because it's so so different. But with the new new buildings being built, but it's it's it is what it is. You know, you can as a, as a professional player, you can choose 
uh, what you know, I can say, you know, I love playing in, in Montreal, you know, because it's a neutral. Mm-hmm. But I can't, you know, I can't make my Pittsburgh uh, fans mad because I say, you know, the Rangers were my favorite. But I think, I think Madison is it's one of the top places to play for any any athlete. Mm. Speaking of the Thirty for Thirty documentary on Michael Jordan, I'm sure you probably watched it. Millions of Americans have probably watched this documentary happening. I'm sure it brought you back to memories of just seeing seeing some of the things that happened with the Bulls and you being a professional player. What was that like seeing some of those some of those memories again? From you know, I know you're you're a hot you're a professional hockey player, but at that point in time, you know, just watching that MJ is well known across the world. Uh, what are your thoughts on the thirty for thirty doc? No, it's crazy. You no, know, I you know I remember you know being in the United States at that time. I came in '92, so I, I remember the Bulls were dominating in basketball. I think I even uh, watched some games uh, when the Knicks played Bulls in playoffs. I used to go uh, you know in the garden and, and watch a couple of games because you know playing for the Islanders after the '92 '93 season. On 1994, we, we never made playoffs, so we had a lot of time, <laughs> you know, to do other things. But, mm-hmm. it, you know, seeing how, comp- you know, I think any athlete, uh, professional athlete is very competitive. But, you know, Jordan, I think, uh, you know, seeing him, how competitive he was and how much he demanded from his players, it's, it's insane, you know, because I can be competitive, but I can only demand things from me, you know. Because, you know, but he was on a different level, you know, he was very talented, first of all, and then he, he knew, it's, it's insane, you know, see all these things, you know, how they build a team and, uh, and how they, uh, it's, 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 it's incredible, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely is, 100%. Speaking of building teams and, you know, the coaches, Phil Jackson, one of the best coaches to ever do it. In your mind, who is the best hockey coach to ever do it, in your opinion, as far as your playing career goes, who was the best coach you played for? Oh, NHL. You know, I think I really appreciate Al Arbor at my uh, beginning here at the Islanders because he made me feel very welcome. You know, uh, he, he, he was tough on me sometimes, but most of the time, you know, it made me feel like, you know, I felt like he was my dad, or, you know, and, and, and I couldn't, I felt safe. You know, sometimes when you have a coach, you know, you're afraid of him and, uh, you know, you want to you deal with that guy. But Al Arbor, I think, he, he, because of him, you know, I had a very good start, a very quick start in the NHL. I think mm-hmm. he realized my ta- talent and my, my passion for the game, you know. When I came to the Islanders, I expected probably to go to a minor team to get, you know, to get going, get used to it. You know, I, you know, I, I, I remember I arrived October 3rd, and I already played October 6th, the first game of the season. I didn't do any preseason games, nothing, you know. So I think Al gave me a big chance, and I took it, you know. And I know I knew that he loved me, you know, and, you know, my character, and, and, you know, he, he always, you know, he always let me know how he feels about me. But next day, you know, if he was mad at me, he would always come back the next day and, would, you know, treat me with respect and explain to me, you know, why he was mad, you know. So it's, it's you know, he's, a, he's a one of the greatest, greatest coaches I played for. Awesome. Awesome right there. How about favorite teammate? Did you have a favorite teammate that you, play, that you played with? Well, you know, I had a lot of them, uh, my teammates. But I think, you know, Scala Chance was my, uh, you know, roommate. He taught me a lot, you know, my English and everything. You know, I think uh, the guy was so uh, annoyed with me because I used to uh, ask him all these questions with the dictionary, you know, and, uh, and ask him what that means, show me that, well, you know, he, he, had a, he had a lot of patience teaching me. You know, we were the same age. Uh, you know, we mm-hmm. played against, 
against each other. You know, then I think playing in Pittsburgh, you know, I love playing with Ian Moran. You know, he was a great teammate. You know, playing for the Rangers, you know, um, you know, Barnaby was cool, you know, Matthew Barnaby. Even Eric Lindros, you know, when I, I played with him, you know, I realized how, how cool, how, how good, how, how good guy, you know. He's a very good guy. He's very humble and very good individual, you know. It's too bad that he had a tough time, you know, with all the concussions. But, he, you know, he was a great, he was a great teammate. Absolutely, absolutely. Darius, you talk about, you know, being a hockey player, you talk about everything that we just talked about. Just want to go over the AHL here for a second. They canceled their season with regards to this whole coronavirus and the way how the NHL is looking about to starting the season back up again. Uh, you know, they're, they're talking about doing the, the whole four. They're looking to do neutral cities at this point in time, which is fine. I get that 100%. But in your mind, you, you played overseas during the lockout in 405. Is there any sort of like similarities here at all? Like as far as not playing? Uh, and how tough is it for a player to start up, then end their season, or well, suspended the season, and then try and come back uh, in this? So what's your thoughts on this whole on this whole situation right now? Well, I think, you know, it's tough. We, we all want to watch, you know, hockey, but I feel like, you know, it's it's getting to the point that, you know, even for the players, you know, you don't know, like you you kind of, you know, hanging in the limbo. You know, we all, uh, you know, all the players are training, you know. That's what we do. You know, even I'm close to 50, I still train every day and try to stay in shape, you know. So I feel like, you know, guys are ready to play, but I feel like what about the fans? You know, what about the home teams and all the other, other things, you know? I don't know. I feel like you 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 gotta let it go, or you have to just get back and be uh, you know at least do uh, the way that you know it's supposed to be. You know, you have a home teams, you have a, you know away teams. You know, it's just I, I don't know. I just feel like it's gonna be a huge mess, and uh, and it's it, it's very hard. You know, I follow Premier League, you know, English soccer. So also, you know, they try to figure out some kind of system because you know they have a big TV money. But I feel like, you know, the, the, the leagues who don't have the big TV money, they just cancel. So I feel like, you know, I don't know, you know, I, 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 I want to watch games on TV, you know, but at the same time, it just, you know, if they're going to let people in the stands, probably not. So it's just, what's the point then, you know, if you don't, what are you, what are you, what are you playing for? You know, as a player, when you play in an empty stadium, it's horrible, you know. It's like, mm. it's like, it's like you know, playing in a practice. It's like a pickup game, you know. Yeah, you, you're probably gonna hear a lot of bad words. <laughs> they have to bleep it all the time. Yeah, Ab absolutely. And you know, it's just absolutely nuts what's going on. And you know, with the AHL canceling its season, maybe some other leagues will step foot, you know, step in the right direction there. But we'll see what happens as time moves on. But as far as yourself, though, Darius, you know, talk about the end of your career where, where you said you hit rock bottom. When you went to, when you got uh, demoted down to the Rangers minor league affiliate, what was that like going, getting, uh, getting demoted like that? And just talking about the mental health of just players in general, just going through that. Well, it's tough, you know, when you are uh, an established player, you know, with a, a good career and, uh, you know, some kind of image that people love, you know, and then you suddenly get sent down to the minors, first of all, because you're not in a game shape. Uh, and uh, second of all, 
you know, because your salary is too high. Uh, it, it's hard, you know, it's hard. Uh, I remember going there, uh, driving my Bentley from Manhattan <laughs> to Hartford. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, it was weird, you know, and being, uh, I, don't know, I was like 35 and uh, all the kids were on team 20, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, and, um, but that was, you know, one of the tough times in my, in my life and uh, as a player and as a person, you know, uh, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, I went through and uh, fortunately that I didn't uh, finish my uh, HL career on the pedestal or, you know, as as the other players do, but same time, you know, he made me gave me a chance to play in Russia a little bit and uh, enjoy hockey there. But it's it's something that I you know something that I uh, I don't get any grudges. You know, that's what it is. I think Rangers did a lot of things like that to the older players. I think they signed a lot of good players and then uh, eventually they were sent them down or tried to you know try to basically uh, get them out of the team somehow. Which is which is a business decision, you know, but it is what it is. Absolutely, absolutely. I think, they, I think they're doing the Lucas right now, the same thing. They're not gonna send him down probably because it's a Hall of Fame goalie. But at the same time, you know, they have a new goal, which I, I understand. Every team has to do what's best for the team. But I, I wish that that's some kind of integrity that you know if the guy gives all his career to the same team, but somehow treat him with respect and uh, you know, let him you know, let him retire and let him play, play out his contract in some kind of, you know, capacity. Absolutely, absolutely. Well said, Darius. Uh, as far as right now, Bill, goes with you, you know, you, what, are you, what are you doing with yourself right now, post-playing career? I'm working in the real estate development business for now. I'm still, uh, you know, I really want to get back into hockey uh scouting maybe or maybe players uh, mental development uh, i mean uh players uh, developing uh, something like that with work with younger guys because mm -hmm. i have a, a lot of experience in, in, in that field uh, you know i you know i i've been in recovery for a long time over 10 years so i have a lot of you know advice for younger players you know uh you know i've been married three times so uh, and things like that you know i can i can share my experience but at the same time, you know, I ra I'm raising the, you know, six kids. So, uh, you know, my youngest is going to be three next Sunday. So it's very hard for me to commit something that I have to move on my family. You know, it's not enough money to be made to support my kids. And my, you know, if I have to move out of my house and support them and, uh, and pursue my career as a coach, because I really made a decision to be a <clears throat> first most important thing. I could be a father and be available for my children because, you know, even uh, my oldest was born in uh, Pittsburgh for my previous marriage. I barely, you know, saw her, you know, growing up. Today, you know, I, I've been fortunate seeing my kids, you know, grow and, uh, and be part of their lives, you know. My, my, I think I, my, I spend more time with my kids, you know, than any, uh, you, know, than, you know, than my wife or any, any, anyone, you know. I, I really... Uh, it's hard, but I really enjoy it because, you know, this is a, it's a gift, you know. It's a gift to, 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 to have time and, and spend time with the kids on a daily basis, you know. That's, hey, that's awesome being, doing what you're doing right now. It's totally, totally awesome. Uh, a couple more questions for you, Darius. I know you're a busy guy. Um, as far as watching NHL players right now, you mentioned the fact that you're looking to go through, if you had to, you know, to go through mental health. Obviously, Robin Leonard came out last year 
and talked about his whole mental health uh, scenario with what happened with him. Uh, do you do you get phone calls from f players right now as far as like, hey, you know, I, I need some advice or do you have like a favorite player that you look that you look at that you watch on the games and say, hey, this guy reminds me of me almost in a sense? Uh, you know what? Uh, not really, because I think you have to be a certified to do things like that if you want to work with the league. So I have, I, you know, I keep in touch with some former players that, you know, went through some uh, stuff, tough time in, in their lives. And, you know, we text, we talk, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's something, you know, that uh, you have to understand that, you know, uh, even, you know, we talk about, uh, uh, you know, the goalie, Len Leonard. Uh, it's... Sometimes as a, as a young athlete, you don't realize that you have a disease that you can basically, it's no cure, you know, so you have to really admit it that you have it and then you try to seek help because to fight it, you know, you know, any athlete wants to fight something, you think, you feel like, you know, you can control things, but it, it's, it's just, it's just how some people are. So, uh, you know, the, the earlier you understand, the easier for you, you know, is going to live this life. And, you know, I, I feel very, it's about me, I feel very uh, lucky. Not lucky, but I didn't really understood about uh, disease of addiction, but I understood one thing, that when I came to New York, I realized I have some, uh, you know, I thought I was like, you know, party guy and, you know, happy-go-lucky. But then I realized, you know, I, I, you know, I decided not to drink anymore. So in 1994, I remember quit drinking and I didn't drink for a long time. You know, I didn't drink all my, uh, when I played in NHL, I didn't drink all my career, I never drank. But eventually, you know, you discover other things like opiates and things like that, which you are, you thought that was normal, you know, and it's okay to do it because, you know, it was prescribed by doctor after some surgeries. And eventually, you know, you, you, you just replace one thing with another, but without knowledge. Now, you know, if I knew right from the beginning that you can, you know, you can do anything being, you know, who you are, you know, it, it, I'd probably be, you know, maybe, have a better career, uh, you know, but at the same time, I never feel regrets about uh, my past because, you know, that's what made me who I am today, you know, and I feel like, you know, I learned a lot, you know, without making mistakes, you don't learn. And uh, you just have to let it go, you know, and, and, and move on and, and understand that, you know, that's what it is. So, like, for now, you know, I, I became vegan three years ago, and that's like, you open, uh, open up my mind, you know, I lost a lot of weight, first of all, but I always struggled with the weight when I played in you know. I remember from, from the beginning, Al Arbor used to bring the scale almost on a daily basis to check my weight, you know. I would be like, one day it would be 210, next day it would be 220. And I trained so hard, but I would never, like, you know, keep the weight down. But I realized it's about eating, you know, eating habits. And right. I, I, I truly believe if I, if I was vegan, vegan, uh, when I was 20, I, I probably be still playing now, which I, I which I'm thinking to do. That's how crazy I am. I was thinking if I play for Lithuania when I'm 50 to just show people that no matter how old are you, how old are you, you know, how old you are, you can still mm -hmm. compete and be in shape. Right. And listen, I, I run uh, because of the quarantine problem because all the gyms are closed. I run almost 60 miles a week every you know every week. Yeah. So uh, it's impressive that, you know, I can still do that and, uh, and have this drive to, uh, you know, to improve. And it's all about, you know, what I learned over my years being an athlete. Absolutely. Hey, you could probably be Gordy Howe playing until, what, 60 years old if you wanted to, just about. Come on, Gordy Howe played until he was 50, not 60.
I'll, you know. <laughs> so Gordy Howe is Gordy Howe. Nobody, you know. Nobody's going to be like Gordy Howe. I want to be like, you know, I want to be good. Right. <laughs> I want to make Absolutely. a difference. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, speaking of making a difference, I'm sure you watch plenty of NHL games uh, prior to this whole suspended season. Who is one player that you look at and that you watch and say, wow, this guy reminds me of me almost when I was playing? Come on. There's it's, it's no one like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, how about a favorite there's player no that you – I don't even see guys like that anymore, you know? Okay. I don't think there's any more guys like, you know, me or Matthew Barnaby or Sean Avery. You don't see guys like that anymore because, you know, it was part of the 90s, you know, MC, you know, those guys fought, but, you know, they drove people crazy. You know, I don't think guys – you don't have guys like that. You know, sometimes uh, – I don't know. I, I saw this guy in Russia. You know, he, I think he was drafted by uh, Colorado Avalanche. His name is uh, 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 Medvedev. Alexander Medvedev. Wait, I forget. Andre Medvedev. Andre Medvedev is a defenseman. He has a great hip check, and he uses this all the time. So he's a bigger guy too. So uh, you know, sometimes Orlov reminds me of you know my hits because he can uh, do the hip check. But otherwise, you know, uh, Hack is not as physical. Uh, I mean, not it's still physical, but it's not. You know, it's the art of hitting, you know, it kind of disappears. Because right now, every time you hit someone, people really, like, people get, like, oh, my God, what's, you know, how, you know, what happened? He's going to get, you know, put in jail for that, or he's going to be suspended, you know? Mm. So I feel like guys playing differently because, you know, it's a different game. But game is still very hard and very physical, but it's not as crazy as I used to be, you know? Mm, I got you. I got you. So... Basically, Darius, how do the people follow you on social media? Well, I'm not, you know, I have an Instagram which I uh, post some pictures. I don't even know if you, but, uh, you know, I think I have a T Gasparitis, uh, my Instagram page, and then I have a Facebook. And, uh, you know, I don't really, uh, you know, I have, I think, 6,000 followers, 6,400. I, I, I increase, I think, 1,000 in one month. Something's happening. But yeah, you know, uh, I'm not crazy about this stuff, but you know, it's always nice to share your life with other people. Uh, right. And uh, sometimes I just wanna, sometimes just feel like shutting down and uh, not doing anything, but sometimes it's nice to post, you know, and I see a lot of people appreciate me and they love me uh, who I am. And uh, sometimes only I have issues when you post something with a Rangers jersey or Islanders or Pittsburgh and people go crazy, you know shit off and uh you know things like that <laughs> you know but that's why i'm wearing a swedish club a, a ipo you know right. uh, colors here and i have my shorts <laughs> <laughs> all good all good man you probably picked out those shorts when you woke up and be like yeah i'm just yeah, gonna yeah. Anyway. Them. <laughs> no all but good. uh you know, I wear Islanders, I wear Rangers. You know, I always wear my team colors all the time that I play with. You know, right. I, 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 you know, when I run or I walk around, I always like to represent my colors. <laughs> all good, Darius. Darius, man, thank you so much for sacrificing some time to come uh, talk no with problem. come talk with us, man. Really appreciate right. it. Stay safe. You too, Bye. man. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.